Okay, so we've stepped about, I don't know, seven eight or eight feet, feet back, yeah. yes, from the water. Uh, Debbie is out here um, laying down in the sun. I don't think she's going to get very much sun, Lisa, as the sun's going to set in the next 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. As we can see the water glimmering, the sun glimmering off the water, the sailboats off in the distance, rocks in our shoes, rocks in our pants, <laughs> yeah. rocks on our hands. We have rocks everywhere. It's yeah. a, we're off to a rocky start on this particular podcast. The Lord is our rock. Oh my goodness. Yes, he's a one big rock, but right now I've got a thousand little rocks uh, all over the place. And so we're on to Psalm 78, a very short psalm of 72 verses that luckily Lisa gets to (laughs) proclaim. So here you are, Lisa. Thank you. I'll be listening carefully. Okay, great. A Maskil of Asaph. Attend my people to my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable unfold the puzzling events of the past, what we have heard and know, things our ancestors have recounted to us. We do not keep them from our children. We recount them to the next generation, the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord and his strength, the wonders that he performed. God made a decree in Jacob, established a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors. They were to teach their children that the next generation might come to know children yet to be born. In turn, they were to recount them to their children, that they too might put their confidence in God and not forget God's deeds, but keep his commandments. They were not to be like their ancestors, a rebellious and defiant generation, a generation whose heart was not constant and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The ranks of Ephraimite archers were treated on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant. They refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his deeds, the wonders that he had shown them. In the sight of their ancestors, God did wonders. In the land of Egypt, the plain of Zoan, he split the sea and led them across, making the waters stand like walls. He led them with a cloud by day, all night with the light of fire. He split rocks in the desert, gave water to drink, abundant as the deeps of the sea. He made streams flow from crags, caused rivers of water to flow down, but they went on sinning against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their hearts, demanding the food they craved, They spoke against God and said, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? True. When he struck the rock, water gushed forth, the wadis flooded. But but can he also give bread or provide meat to his people? The Lord heard and grew angry. Fire blazed up against Jacob. Anger flared up against Israel. For they did not believe in God, did not trust in his saving power. So he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of the heaven. God rained manna upon them for food. Grain from heaven he gave them. Man ate the bread of the angels. Food he sent in abundance. He stirred up the east wind in the skies. By his might God brought on the south wind. He rained meat upon them like dust, winged fowl like the sands of the sea. They fell down in the midst of their camp, all round their dwellings. They ate and were well filled, 
he gave them what they had craved. But while they still wanted more, and the food was still in their mouths, God's anger flared up against them, and he made a slaughter of their strongest, laying low the youth of Israel. In spite of all this, they went on sinning. They did not believe in his wonders. God ended their days abruptly, their years in sudden death. When he slew them, they began to seek him. They again looked for God. They remembered that God was their rock, God most high, their redeemer. But they received him with their mouths. They deceived him with their mouths, lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not constant toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. But God, being compassionate, forgave their sin. He did not utterly destroy them. Time and again, he turned back his anger, unwilling to unleash all his rage. He remembered that they were flesh, a breath that passes on and does not return. How often they rebelled against God in the wilderness, grieved him in the wasteland. Again and again, they tested God, provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power. The day he redeemed them from the foe, when he performed his signs in Egypt, his wonders in the plain of Zoan. God turned their rivers to blood, their streams they could not drink. He sent swarms of insects that devoured them, frogs that destroyed them. He gave their harvest to the caterpillar, the fruits of their labor to the locust. He killed their vines with hail, their sycamores with frost. He exposed their cattle to plague, their flocks to pestilence, pestilence. He let loose against them the heat of his anger, wrath, fury, and distress, a band of deadly messengers. He cleared a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but delivered their animals to the plague. He struck all the firstborn of Egypt, the first fruits of their vigor in the tents of Ham. Then God led forth his people like sheep, guided them like a flock through the wilderness. He led them on secure and unafraid when the sea enveloped their enemies and he brought them to his holy mountain, the hills, the hill his right hand had won. He drove out the nations before them, allotted them as their inherited portion and settled in their tents, the tribes of Israel. But they tested and rebelled against God most high His decrees they did not observe. They turned disloyal, faithless like their ancestors. They proved false like a slack bow. They enraged him with their high places and with their idols provoked him to jealous anger. God heard and grew angry. He rejected Israel completely. He forsook the shrine of Shiloh, the tent he set up among human beings. He gave up his might into captivity, his glorious ark into the hands of the foe. God delivered his people to the sword. He was enraged against his heritage. Fire consumed their young men. Their young women heard no wedding songs. Their priests fell by the sword. Their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awoke as from sleep, like a warrior shouting from the effects of wine. He put his foes to flight. Everlasting shame he dealt them. He rejected the tent of Joseph, chose not the tribe of Ephraim. 
God chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his shrine like the heavens, like the earth, which he founded forever. He chose David, his servant, took him from the sheepfolds. From tending ewes, God brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, Israel, with his heritage. He shepherded them with a pure heart. With skilled hands, he guided them. What jumped out at me was, there were several things. There was the manna in the desert, okay? okay. But the parables, I wanted to go to the parables okay. at the very beginning. You know, and this, this idea that we pass things on generation to generation, right? Um, to our children. And I think this is really important um, that we're able to do that. Do you have a particular uh, favorite story that your family used to tell or uh, a favorite parable, Lisa? Well, I like the prodigal son parable. Right. Um, because that just shows like the mercy of God and um, how he's always running after us. Uh, we just have to walk towards him and he's there. Yeah, and I think a lot of the parables, they can speak to us in different ways in different times. So like the prodigal son, right? You might you might be one of any three people yeah. in that story in a particular situation. Right. right. Including the father. Right. Exactly. Right? Yes. Where where you're needing to accept someone back right. into your loving embrace who has hurt shamed you, you hurt yeah. you yeah. Re really really badly. Right. I also like the parable of the of the talents, ah, right? Ah, yes, yes. Right. Yes. Where we're called to take what God gives us and then to use it for um for good and, and to I, multiply it and share it yeah and i think you know jesus used to use um what the jewish people would understand yes. right the what what were the surroundings what was the environment um so everything he did they would be able to relate to completely yes. so i think sometimes if there's a couple of parables that are hard to understand sometimes yes go get the context you know go read the fine print yes and and that way you can better understand the message that Jesus was trying to give back then, right, and then apply that to your own life today. Yes, because the parables actually call us to uh, action as well. Oh, I like so that. So we're supposed. That's what we are learning at Encounter this uh, coming week. That um, the parables um, speak to us, and then Jesus calls us to act upon what we feel like He's calling us to do. Right, and God is always trying to speak to us at church, right, through yes. His Word. Yes. And then we do get the manna, yes. right, yep. and the Eucharist yep. Yep. Um, to sustain us along the journey. And it was a whole, like, um, series of covenants that um, God made with man, and then man um, broke. And that's why uh, Jesus had to be, uh, I don't want to say the ultimate covenant. Well, he, well he, he, he bridges the gap for us between the Father and ourselves, yes. right? He, he's the perfect sacrifice the, okay. that makes atonement for our sins. Yes. So as the sun is setting, oh, yeah. it's getting okay, there. Yeah. I apologize for making Lisa laugh during the psalm, um, but it was very long, so I was just trying to help her get through it as she pulls all the rocks off of her yeah. and out of her the ankles ones you were and everywhere. Into my shoe that made, uh, yes, that kind of tickled. That was me. Yeah. Any final words from you, Lisa? Um, no, just read the word and uh, sit with it and see what God is calling you to do. I'm Deacon Dave. Deacon Dave. Person, Lisa. See you next time.